0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Wine, Women, and Words. We are in our third week of our first month. I know, I'm pretty excited that we've made it this far. Wow! This is where things
1: get serious in relationships normally, doesn't it?
0: I know, we would have to have the where is this going conversation pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I think we do, yeah. We should have this where is this going conversation.
0: What you are know, we doing? I'm having fun with you.
1: I like I like spending time with you. I'm having fun with you too. I like this fun casual relationship that we are having.
0: Yes, me too. Yes. I like okay. you. <laughs> I like you
1: too. <laughs> okay, now that we've got that business settled.
0: Yes. We
1: can move on with the rest of our uh, fun.
0: Yes, our our fun fun relationship. Mm-hmm. As Always well I haven't changed. I'm Michelle Davis I'm the editor of The Herald for National University and with me of course is Diana Tierney the creator of creating her story. Mm-hmm. Hello, Hello. <laughs> So how is creating her story going? Did you post that the interview you were talking about last week? I did. I did it went up on Saturday. I oh, am. Yeah.
1: It was a really great interview. We had uh, some really great discussions about um, the difference between immigrants in Italy and, Amer- and England. I'm sorry, Im- immigrants between America and England and some of our shared experiences and some of the uh, differences that we had. So it's a really great blog and post, and I hope everybody checks it out.
0: Well, I will be sure to include the link to your blog in the mm-hmm. post so people can go read the interview and then in turn, go read the book. Yes. So really quick about the Herald, of course, um, any listeners who are interested in either joining this podcast, creating their own podcast, writing articles for us. Uh, my contact information is on the about us section of the website, which of course is, nuherald.com. Uh, you don't have to be a journalism major from national to write for us. You just have to like writing. So please, or talking in podcasts. So please don't hesitate to reach out if you have an idea for a story or a podcast. Uh, I'd love to hear from people. And we had some exciting action happen with our podcast yesterday on Twitter. That was super exciting. <laughs> we had...
1: We yeah, nice start to actually get some, some steamrolling for uh,
0: PR. It was. It was so exciting. We had... Well, Diana, why don't you tell the story? Because you're the one that got it started. <laughs>
1: I just happened to share um, the podcast with um, the author, Erin Lindsay McCabe, uh, the author of I Shall Be Near to You. And she shared it then with her followers and our friends at Historical um, Fiction. um, Historical Fiction Picks or Historical Fiction Blog. We do um, a little book club on Twitter if you're interested in historical fiction. And then um, she shared it with Jennifer Lamb who wrote – um, let the uh, Zarina's legacy, and uh, we were talking about uh, Veronica from her books as well yesterday. So they got to they shared our books around
0: or our posts around for the blog, and it was pretty cool. It was. I hope people who saw that link on Twitter continue to check back because we have some pretty interesting lists. I think. I think so too. And today we are talking about literary travel destinations mm-hmm. that we would like to visit, real or fictitious, that we have read about in our stories.
1: Yes. And we have the wines, of course, to go with our topic. And what wine are you drinking, Michelle?
0: Well, this evening I am drinking a Pinot Grigio. Uh, it is from Venice, and it's Gabbiano Promessa. And I—I'll admit it was a total label shopping moment for me mm. because the label had a knight on it, and I was like, "Ooh, knights! Italy traveling—it seems to fit." But it's really <laughs> good, actually. And I was looking for—I was looking for a French wine, but that Can one was
1: Italian wine. Totally works.
0: <laughs> that one was fifteen dollars. This one was seven, so
1: yeah, seven dollars one out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> those really good. I'm actually really enjoying it.
1: Hmm. Very good. Well, I am drinking a lovely sangria here in the wonderfully classy uh, flamingo mug, and I think that makes I the with, wine uh, taste better. <laughs> it does. It really does. <laughs> um, I went with sangria because sangria really is a trendy drink for the summer, from what I've been seeing, and of course when I think. Uh, wines and summertime and vacation. I think sangria because that's what you know you drink when you go to some tropical fun destination. Mm-hmm. And I wow. actually took my sangria recipe is very simple. You can memorize it. You take one part of wine, any red wine. The cheaper the better, really, because bad red wines taste really great with sangria. And then you take and then another part triple sec. And then another part, um, peach rum. And you mix it all together to taste. And it is just that easy and just that complicated. And I believe in recycling wines. And I didn't want to give up on uh, the wine that I really didn't like last week called Love. So I used it in my sangria, and it is absolutely
0: delicious. It's repurposing wine. We're so trendy.
1: It is, and I actually used that wine uh, last weekend in a pot roast. When I make my pot roast, I'll just pour, like, half a bottle of wine over it, add some tomatoes and other vegetables, and then throw it in the oven for several hours, and it came out really well.
0: Mm, that sounds delicious. I had Mexican food for dinner. Um, it goes great with the Pinot Grigio.
1: It does. I actually had sushi for dinner tonight, so it goes great with him.
0: Well, aren't you very international this evening?
1: (laughs) I am.
0: And, of course, we are reading still The Portable Veblen, Mm -hmm. uh, which I have with me, Elizabeth McKenzie. Uh, It just got to a really good part. Mm -hmm. I read the last chapter. I mean, we'll get to it. But Mm -hmm. I read the last chapter. I was like, ooh, that's not good. Chapter 20.
1: I haven't had a chance to read chapter 21 because I had an incre- incredibly busy day. So I only got to chapter 20. Oh,
0: but I, I got to part
1: where is okay. in the hospital.
0: Where did I read you? Where were we supposed to read you today? I think 21. Oops. Okay, I'm a few chapters short then. I read to 18. Oh, okay. But... Anyway, it does
1: look interesting. Up at the at the chapter eighteen, where she's is at the point where she's in the hotel and she's talking to the squirrel, thinks yes. that she's it's talking when, to another guy.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but we let's. We'll, we'll get to Veblen and her crazy squirrely antics. Um, Diana, would you like to share with us some of your travel destinations?
1: Okay. Um, well, my very first one is um, The Italian Coast in the from the 1960s from the beautiful, beautiful Ruins. When I think of mm. summer, that is one of the quintessential summer books I always pick. And I'm really, really hoping that that's the one that gets picked for the Historical uh, Fiction Book Club uh, because it's just such a great book. And there's just – in the book, there's this little hotel – on the seaside in the Mediterranean and I want to stay right there. (laughs) In the
0: nineteen sixties.
1: In the nineteen sixties. Because yes, I'm also going to be time traveling in this. Uh,
0: I'm so glad you did that because I was doing the same thing while I was making my list. I was like, it's not really so much like different worlds that I want to go to, although Hogwarts totally made it on my list. I Um,
1: I didn't put it on my list because I knew you would put Hogwarts on your (laughs) list.
0: (laughs) But it's mainly like places that I want to go to at certain times. Mm-hmm. So I guess really the topic should be time travel destinations.
1: No, I mean, we figure we have the destinations for the books, and that means time and to the dimension and space. And I guess if you caught the Doctor Who reference, congratulations. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I you just that. pop it. It's like that one book. What was that? There's a book, uh, The Air Affair. Or something along those lines? Yes. Yeah, where she you could just walk into the book and you're in that time frame in that book. That's what we mean by vacation, you know, literary vacation destinations.
0: And really, we need that technology. We do. We really do. Or... Um,
1: My next pick
0: is Antarctica.
1: Really? Yes. Isn't it cold? I have to get to... Yeah, but I have to get to every continent, and that's one of the continents. And it's from uh, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which is just a fun, quirky book.
0: Interesting. What is there to do in Antarctica?
1: Well, there is snow hiking. There are penguin viewings. It's, there's a cruise that you take. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> there's, you take this cruise, and you go through, uh, like, South America – and you travel down, and at least in the book, they go through the, I want to say Travolta, uh Strait, where it's really rocky, and they have this whole fun, you know, cruise to go, you do, and then there's activities on Antarctica itself, like the hiking, the snow, checking out wildlife and stuff, and it sounds really cool. It's, it's one of those places to go just to say that you have been.
0: True. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so your turn. All right. Well, Hogwarts, for obvious reasons, and I realized as I was writing this that Harry Potter has made its way into every single episode for me so far.
1: yeah gee, I wonder why so, Harry Potter head or anything
0: not at, all. not at all. We weren't talking about going up to l a for a Harry Potter event at the end of July. No,
1: no, not
0: at all, not even a little bit, but um. All right, so one of my picks is um, from The Rook Mm. by Daniel O'Malley. And it's a government uh, organization called Mm -hmm. The Checky. And basically, one of the reviews of this book, it's uh, Supernatural. Mm -hmm. I guess, would it count as sci-fi? You read it.
1: Yeah, it would count as sci-fi.
0: So it's kind of like the X-Files mixed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer mixed with Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. And this government organization, the Checky, it's made up of humans and vampires and ghosts and people with supernatural powers, um, the ability to... um, get into people's dreams and communicate that with them through their dreams. There's there's so many
1: horrible things in people's dreams. Yeah. (laughs) If I had that power.
0: Oh, that's
1: people so bad.
0: People would be volunteering to fold my laundry. Mm -hmm. Just like showing up and Hey, I was thinking about you last night. had a weird dream. I thought I'd come by and fold your laundry. (laughs) Oh, how strange, please. I have a fresh load almost done right now, but I really just want to see that building. Like I would love to walk around and browse through their files and sit in on their meetings and see some of the characters because in my mind, some of them are very handsome and some of them are very creepy.
1: And, of course, in your world, you would go on vacation to an office.
0: Okay, when you put it that way, it sounds terrible. (laughs) So let me follow up with a more exciting destination. Okay. Now, this goes back to pre-World War II Russia. And I want to go see The Amber Room. This is from the book The Amber Room by Steve Berry, and it's kind of a historical thriller. Um, based in fact, there was a room commissioned by Frederick, Frederick I of Prussia. I took notes. Oh, wow. It was commissioned by Frederick I of Prussia in 1701, and the room was made entirely of amber, The panels, the walls, the furniture, the floor, the ceiling, everything was amber. And in World War II, the Nazis came and looted the entire room. They broke down the walls. The Nazis, they just ruined everything.
1: so So much art, so much culture, they just ruined it all.
0: And no one's seen it since. No one has found it. No one's been able to prove that it was destroyed, So, it could be out there still. So, ideally, if I couldn't travel back in time to see it when it was in its glory, I want to be the person that discovers it.
1: Hmm. Good idea.
0: So, that was another location. Kind of nerdy, also. (laughs) But
1: But that's what we do. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, my next pick would be the Isle of Skye in Scotland.
0: Oh, my God. That is such a good one. (laughs)
1: <laughs> now the book for, uh, this one comes from is, from is letters from sky which this one is historical fiction where there's letters that are exchanged between a girl from Scotland from the Isle of Skye and a soldier and I don't care if it is um, pre-World War II post-World War II as long as I get to go it would be awesome because it's a beautiful place and it is just as mysterious and otherworldly as it seems
0: that's, oh, I have to reread that book. I love that book. <laughs> Next pick. I know um, you have more.
1: Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Uh, do you remember uh, The Thinking Woman's Guide to uh, Real Magic? Of course. <laughs> I would go to the other realm in that. Now, vacation there because that would be the ultimate Renaissance fair. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, remind me, just so I know that I'm thinking remember of... remember the
1: name of the world because I'm not a teacher's pet like some people and take notes from the books that I find I'm not talking about?
0: Hey, I want <laughs> to be accurate. I'm quoting history with a historical fiction buff, okay?
1: <laughs> and the historical fiction buff is like, yeah, it's somewhere over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that with the, with the uh, fantasy. Um, the story is that... Well, at a wedding, she wanders off, and she ends up in a fairy realm. And oh. then the Sorry, fairy... Go ahead. Huh? No, go ahead. Okay. So then she she's, like, falling in love with this mean guy from the fairy realm, and it's all wonderful and everything until she realizes that there truly are monsters, and they're not as beautiful and as wonderful as they seem. And then there's this whole, like medieval-esque world where magic exists. And that would just be the ultimate historical fiction.
0: They're, that's the one that you told me that they're making a sequel to, right? Yes. Yes, they are. About freaking time. Seriously.
1: That's when... the one that had that really abrupt ending. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah the not middle, of,
1: middle of sex ending kind of thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the one where all of a sudden you hear the baby crying and you're like, ugh. Oh.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> do we have a release date? Do you happen to know?
1: No, I don't. Um, I should you know what? I'll look it up right now. I'll see if there is a release date.
0: I'm gonna write that down.
1: What do do next uh, book
0: All right, my next pick kind of obvious well, obvious to me and obvious to you. obvious if you guys could see my daughter's bedroom. Um, <laughs> oh that is a good one, yes. Um, basically, because why not? Um, (laughs) now, fun fact, there is a Wizard of Oz themed theme park in North Carolina. Um, it is shut down most of the year. Once a year, it opens for a Wizard of Oz festival for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And they like legit have the yellow brick road and Munchkin land and the Emerald city. They have like built the whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's in Asheville. I, th- I think Asheville, North Carolina, it's like a four hour drive from my mom's house. And if I hadn't been due like the next week, I would have driven there, but I didn't want to drive four hours away from my I house. I see.
1: We just go crash your mother's place and go,
0: Right, And they do like a a tea, and then there's another place that in the same area that does like a Down and Abbey-themed afternoon tea. Oh, that would be so awesome. Right. Even though I don't watch the show, I just like the idea.
1: (laughs) I have not yet been able to get a release date on that. So if anybody out there on the um, Internet knows of the release date, I would be very happy to hear about it.
0: We'll have to go to the Twitter.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So Twitter people help us out. Mm Mm-hmm. I would choose, speaking of theme parks, I would go with Austin Land. From the books Austin Land at Midnight in Austin Land.
0: That would be awesome.
1: It would be. You see, here's the thing about Austin Land, and you haven't seen the movie yet, have you? I have not. Okay. So in Austin Land, this girl by the name of Jane she is hung up on Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice, which, I mean, really, who isn't? And she, yeah, she's practically obsessed about it. And so she goes to a place where you can actually pretend like you're in Austin's uh, era. And you can you dress up like it, and you are promised um, a bit of romance, no actual touching, because it's, you know, Austin um, Regency era, so there you can't. No touching. And there's a moth proposal, of course, by the end of it. And it's just this really great story where you go and you, it's like the Austin land version of the Renaissance. fair, And I would totally do it as a Jane Austen fan.
0: That sounds like so much fun. They should do that. Do they? That's not real, is it? No, I wish. I wish they don't
1: do it. Well, there is a place uh, group in Pasadena that every year they do an Austin uh, tea and um, dance.
0: And, and it's, they need to do the theme park, huh? They said they need to do the theme park.
1: Oh yes, which they end up doing in the books. They do a theme park.
0: That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. They need someone, investors, people. There are people with ridiculous amounts of money with nothing to do with it. Create these theme parks.
1: Yes, exactly. Get on it, people.
0: I mean, who can you answer when
1: you're going to have an Austin Land,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh you don't need a jet. You need two jets, build a theme park.
1: Right, exactly. Get on it, Trump. <laughs> Make America great again. Make an Austin land.
0: Seriously, that's what the world needs.
1: Yes. We need more Jane Austen, less war. <laughs>
0: That will be your political slogan when you enter <laughs> office in
1: 2020. Hey, yes, we're Jane <laughs> last war.
0: My next selection. Mm-hmm. All right, now this is one of your favorite people Neil Gam- Gammon. Gammon? Gammon. Gammon. Mm-hmm. Uh, never aware. But I- minus, minus the creepy bad guys, because his bad guys are seriously like demented. <laughs> They are they are
1: you know for Neil I, I would I, I was a little afraid to do that I think I would do um, out of his books um, what is it the um, the place on the other side of the wall in Stardust
0: I would go there <gasps> I didn't realize that that was Neil game I would totally go there yeah that's a Neil Gaiman book the movie is based on the book and okay. I don't know if this is him, but I just thought of another book. Um, okay. The one, A River is in the title, like, the place where the river ends. It's, like, time Ocean travel. The yes. No. That's time travel, right? No. I would do that.
1: No, no time travel. What the is time it? Travel is, um, I don't know how to explain it. It is a creepy book. Um... It's about a boy who befriends this girl who is
0: somewhere like. Oh, no, it's not that. I'm lying.
1: Oh, oh, um, River of No Return? The time travel yes. one? Yes. Okay, if I could That's be one of those level. people, I would totally be one of those people. That yes. would be, was yes. it a time agent yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would totally be one of them. Yeah. Good thought.
0: This is why we're friends. <laughs>
1: I would also choose the uh, Island of Guernsey from Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society I'm sorry it's such a long full word that it's like just saying the title is like saying a riddle it is the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society yay I did it wow
0: Yes, and it is about
1: a woman post-World War II who goes to the island as they're recovering from being um, occupied by Nazi forces. And she's trying to find out what happened to one woman in particular. And as she does it, she just falls in love with the island and the people. and It's just such a great book.
0: Now, you might have to look up... The full title, because I might be getting this wrong. And I don't remember the name of the island. But it's Miss Peregrine's School for Peculiar Um, Children.
1: Yes. I have yet to bring myself to read that, because I'm slightly creeped out by the covers.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, it's, it's a really good book. I'm pretty sure it's on an island off of, like, the coast of... Uh, East coast, somewhere. Northeast. um, And nothing really particular about the island. Honestly, islands freak me out just because you're trapped. Like, okay, granted, if you're going to be technical about it, everything's an island. But, like, islands, you can only go so far before you need a boat to keep going. So, <laughs> islands, islands freak me out. Yeah, I would how many, know. How many islands have you been to in your life? I'm sorry?
1: How many islands have you been to in your life?
0: I mean, I've been to Hawaii. Um, and I I went to the Dominican Republic. That's an island. Yeah. yeah. But they creep me out because, like, in, you know, disaster movies and everyone's trying to get away, there's only so much so far you can go, and then you're screwed. So I wouldn't necessarily pick an island to go visit just for the island itself, except for maybe the Isle of Skye. Uh-huh. But I want to go to the school. My travel destination <laughs> sounds so nerdy. Oh, my God. I've picked an office, a historical See? monument, and a school. <laughs> Live big.
1: Right? Go big or go home.
0: Yes, well, we just discussed that.
1: <laughs> yes, because when Diana spills, Diana spills big. Before we started the podcast tonight, I spilled Cimbria everywhere, all over the place, and I think I might need new band. Uh, band. So, yeah. Unless That's I get awful. a toothbrush and I get each like in between like the what the the light there, so I don't get the black. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to fix that. <sighs>
0: Whenever <laughs> shoes are involved, it is always a very serious situation. Well, you cut on me? What was that? I said, whenever there are shoes involved, it is always a very serious situation.
1: It is. It is very very serious. Especially when they're really great, comfy shoes for you know running around in and not having to be dressed up in. Those are the best
0: shoes. I've <sighs> my <are the> <laughs> And do you have another selection?
1: You know, actually, I do not.
0: I have one more. Okay. Um, uh, I have now this is in uh, modern what what today would be the southwest west of France, but back then it was called um Pay Doc and the um okay. I'm probably butchering this, but the Languedoc region of France this is from the book The Labyrinth by Kate Moss I mentioned it in our first broadcast, podcast broadcast as one of my favorite books mm-hmm. but it was the home of a religious sect of people called the Cathars and basically the church the catholic church and the french nobility launched this mass invasion on the, in this region in the yes i took notes in the 13th century so i would either like to go there today to see the ruins of you know their stronghold their castle their fort mm-hmm. or go back way before the invasion happened mm-hmm. Because, you know, just in case there's some kind of malfunction with my time travel device, I I need time to get back and not get stuck in a revolution or invasion or whatever you want to call it.
1: That just makes it fun.
0: Yeah, I don't handle that kind of pressure very well. (laughs) I would be the first to die in the Hunger Games. So...
1: So, shall we move on to the portable Beblin and what our thoughts are for the um, chapters?
0: Sure.
1: <laughs> now, I should share with the, our uh, audience that, or at least give a warning that if you get in some, there are certain signs for when you've gotten really into a book, such as dreaming about said book or having dreams related to said book.
0: The other I'm night, speaking from personal experience,
1: we are. You see, the other night I had a dream that my dog, Biz Gig, of all things, Um, she was outside in the middle of the night chasing coyotes, and then she went from chasing coyotes to chasing skunks. And I pulled her off of a skunk, and I kid you not, the skunk turned to me and said adios, muchacho, Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) and then ran away. So... Yeah, and in my dream, the only thought I was having was, it's a good thing that the skunk was nice enough not to spray my dog. Not that it was a talking skunk. It was the fact that it didn't spray my dog that it was happy about. So, so You are yeah. really into
0: this book.
1: Yes, I am very into this book, apparently.
0: So, well, I only read up to chapter 18. Was it? <laughs> okay, now I'm totally confused about our Things so wasn't today eight through fifteen.
1: I thought it was from fourteen to
0: because we're in the third week, so the third week should All be right. until chapter 21. That's right. All right, I'm just three chapters behind. That's okay. So, Barbie says math is hard. <laughs> so I'm up to eighteen. I don't like the brother.
1: Oh God, no.
0: I. I thought I, I had a little sympathy for him um, when we, you know, when they did the family dinner and the phone call and everything, but now he's just creepy.
1: Yeah. So. way. I feel more for Paul as the book goes on. He wins me over every chapter or a little bit more each time.
0: I feel like I almost feel like he, for me, he's turning into the main character. Uh-huh. And Veblen is just kind of like there. Yeah. But like, I, I, as far as like his device and how they like pushed it through the FDA approval process uh-huh. on like a loophole, is that legal?
1: <laughs> um, technically, no, it's not.
0: Yeah, so I didn't think that was cool at all, but it doesn't surprise me that Chloris did that because like, I don't like she clearly she doesn't care about how much good his work can do. She uh-huh. cares about how much money his work can make her.
1: Yes. She's all about the money. And she I just don't like the character. I mean, seriously, like in the first part of the book, who says they live in They Follow abstinence and then you go and bang somebody that you're working with. I'm sorry, but from my definition of abstinence is totally different from her definition of abstinence.
0: I think there's I a.
1: That's why abstinence education never works too, so. Yeah. I guess I, my definition could be wrong.
0: Well, she just seems like. I'm mean, From the, the first time I met her, I think I liked her for like the first five minutes up until mm-hmm. he went to her house. And then, I'm like, okay, who is this chick? She needs to go away. Yeah. But... It's
1: obsession with having a wedding at her house. Like, seriously.
0: Yeah, that's weird. And
1: you die with a half of brain. Even if you don't tell the girl that you're gonna marry that, yeah, I banged the owner of the house before I met you. No. No. You do not shit where you eat. And you don't mix those two things together. No. I mean...
0: Like I guess that, that kind of I mean she's not even an ex girlfriend, but that I think that falls into the category of inviting exes to weddings. Like you don't yep. you don't host you don't. your wedding at no. the house of the person you had a one night stand with.
1: I don't care how pretty the house is. You can have your venue somewhere else. There are prettier places or just as pretty places.
0: And you know, from the way that I picture Veblen's cottage Like, have a Mm -hmm. small wedding in her backyard because her house sounds so cute. It does. Or, you know,
1: you're in California. Go to the coast. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have friends who have rented Victorian houses. You can have your wedding at a Victorian home.
0: Not at your boss's house.
1: No, never at your boss's house. No.
0: And that whole butt dial. Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
1: I can't. And I did that one, except one time when I was singing along to the radio. Or I accidentally called someone. Called my friend. And I'm just bolting out to the music. I think it was a pink uh, CD. And loud I just and did proud. not give a fuck. Oh, yes. Loud <laughs> and proud. And she was like, Yeah, someone did that. And I was like, It was me, wasn't it? And she wouldn't say. I was like, "I was horrible, wasn't I?" And she would not say. But I no. know. It was me. Oh gosh. no, I'm not I, when I sing karaoke. <laughs> only when I'm drunk and I sing karaoke, which is the only time you'll give me to sing karaoke.
0: <laughs> I've never sung karaoke, so and I hope to keep it that way. <laughs> no, i not I'm sung it once. But I'm not trying to make a second time.
1: Yeah, I did it once, and I made sure I got myself really, really sloshed. I had at least a bottle and a half of wine oh my by goodness. myself, and, yeah, it just wasn't enough to make. What was it that we sang? Um, oh, it was the Spice Girls song, so tell me what you want, what you really, oh, really want. Wanna be? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was can. just as bad as it sounds. Just as bad.
0: That That's pretty bad. but now Paul totally thinks that she's cheating on him which is like the dumbest thing in the world because she clearly would never cheat on him
1: right and I think that's him just posting pushing his own insecurities out there onto her
0: well honestly alright if I called Rich and didn't know that he was talking to a squirrel because why would he be (laughs) you never know and I heard him talking about how like marriage wasn't that exciting or what else should she say? She said something about him not liking her parent or her her mom and he wouldn't like yeah. her dad either. Well,
1: and I mean of course he's not gonna like her mom. Who he really likes her mom? You he can't fault the guy for that.
0: Yeah. Well I can't I mean, talk about that because my mom is downstairs with my husband right now. <laughs> So, my husband loves his mother in law.
1: Oh, I'm sure he does. He does. Well, your mother is great. So, I mean, what isn't there to love?
0: All right. And we have it recorded, too.
1: <laughs> yes. And she is not paying me to say that either.
0: Nope. This is a completely unfunded and unsponsored podcast.
1: Yes. Though, if she does want to sponsor us, I will not turn her down.
0: All right. Anyone really I, 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 mean, I can be bribed. I I have college loans that are gonna need to be paid.
1: <laughs> I have a vacation coming up. I could I could use some, some money for that.
0: And there are massages, there's room service. Oh yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah, clothing for vacation, massages, loan service, stuff to buy.
0: We can find reasons to spend money is what we're oh, saying.
1: Yeah. That is not a problem at all. I mean, hello, new glasses. Totally good reasons for them. They um, very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I had to go on Instagram and do the social media thing to try to decide which glasses I want.
0: And option number two, one. Yay. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I'm totally a social media person chained to my phone.
0: Me too. I know I need to get a new phone because my battery di- dies. So fast, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It drains a kind of normal, but once it hits like the low battery, fifteen percent, mm-hmm. it dies like within twenty minutes.
1: I have to fiddle every charger that I have now to make it actually charge.
0: I hate it. I just want a new, new phone. I think November is when I get an upgrade. Even though you still have, it's not a free phone anymore, so you still have to pay for it.
1: Yeah, I, get I qualify for an upgrade, but you still have to like, pay the bonus and stuff. So I'm saving my money.
0: Yeah. So I to Me- get one of
1: the brand new, ones with, brand new ones with all the bells and whistles.
0: Exactly. And in the meantime, we can buy more books. Of course. So I think we're pretty much done here for the evening. Yes, I believe we are. Um, next week, according to my calendar, we are yeah. doing... Guilty pleasures from the young adult section.
1: Mm-hmm. So we can actually and hear this young adult books that Diana will actually read. And why, what turns me off for young adult books. And which ones actually pass the test.
0: I know. I have to work on my list because cause I, got, I got some ideas. Yes.
1: I, I, we'll, we'll see if you my
0: my opinions on young adult books for young adults tonight. It'll be a fun conversation. I am excited for it. Yes. Me too. So as always, if anyone wants to join the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and I'll include our Twitter handles in our post. You can mm-hmm. use the hashtag winewomen or wine women words. You can email us. You can comment. Mm-hmm. And uh hopefully we can get more authors involved on Twitter because that was really exciting. <laughs> so oh it's a puppy.
1: It's a puppy, yes. She she's decided she wants attention now. So as as with like babies, you have to give attention when they demand the attention.
0: Yes. Well, thank you, Diana, for joining yes, us. Joining yes, me. Oh, you yes. We will meet again next week.
1: Yes, see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.